Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The Eagles are at the podium, and we've got it all for you right here, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter at John Stolness, and don't forget to follow us here at BGN Radio by following at BGN underscore radio. Coming up, we're going to hear from a very disappointed and frustrated Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz just after yesterday's disheartening and infuriating 17-9 loss to the Seahawks at home, as well as from Doug Peterson in his day-after news conference. But before we jump into all that, let me give you my three thoughts uh, on Sunday's loss to the Seahawks at home. And by the way, the Eagles still have not beaten the Seahawks in Philadelphia since the last year of the George H.W. Bush administration, 1992. It's clear from watching this Eagles football team right now that the number one topic of conversation is Carson Wentz, and it's perfectly clear to me that Carson Wentz has spiders in his head. It's really the only thing I can think of here. I mean, his his mind is an absolute mess right now. If you think that Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback, I'm not there with you. I'm not there with you. I don't think this is a bad quarterback. I think Carson Wentz's mind is a total mess right now. For the first time, I see a quarterback who is doubting himself, who has lost his confidence, and who seems totally lost. But here's the thing. Many, if not most good quarterbacks, go through something like this. Now, before I make excuses for Carson Wentz here, we're going to lay it out. Carson Wentz was terrible. I don't care what the supporting cast is. You cannot turn the ball over four times. I mean, even if you take a bunch of sacks, That's better than turning the ball over four times. If he had been sacked on those four occasions, as opposed to turning the ball over, they'd probably win the football game. His pocket awareness continues to be awful. His ball security continues to be awful. He's second-guessing himself constantly. He's double-clutching. He's missing open receivers. He's not getting out of the pocket when he has the opportunity to escape pressure. He's over-reliant on pre-snap reads right now. That's how this offense is supposed to work and you know I guess when when you've got options and you're you've got a, a head coach who's calling plays and we're getting going to get into Doug Peterson in just a second that works but defenses right now are adjusting by changing things at the snap of the ball and Wentz is not coming off his first read he's getting too easily confused right now these are all troubling trends there's no doubt about it he's regressed in these last few weeks and and ever since his 2017 season has been going backwards I'm not as concerned about missing some throws here and there. Mechanics will certainly help him get that under control. And yeah, people are are yelling at me on the timeline. Mechanics has nothing to do with the missed swing pass to, uh, to Miles Sanders in the first quarter on the field goal drive. Well, yes, it does. If your footwork's not right, it does have an effect. But Carson Wentz's footwork has always been an issue. He's always sailed balls high. The thing is, he normally bounces back and makes plays elsewhere. He hasn't been doing that over these last couple of weeks. The bottom line for me is I still believe in Carson Wentz as a franchise quarterback. I still believe Carson Wentz is the quarterback to 
lead this team forward. They made the right decision in the offseason when they gave him all the money that they gave him. I thought Cody Benjamin of CBS Sports said something on Twitter that I agree with. The criticisms are absolutely warranted, but if we can excuse Dak Prescott's garbage stretches of 2007 and 18 when his supporting cast was depleted, we can do the same for Carson Wentz. One guy went from MVP to shorthanded and the other vice versa. I think that's important to point out. Consider who Wentz was working with on Sunday. His top receivers were Jordan Matthews, Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who actually was on the field for 71% of the snaps on Sunday and is now tied with Deshaun and Alshon for most catches of 29 yards or more by a wide receiver this year. Matt Collins is his other top wide receiver. So you've got Jordan Matthews, Greg Ward, Ortega-Whiteside, and Matt Collins. Those are your receivers. You've got, I'm sorry, Dallas Goddard has been disappointing this year. He may grade out well. I think he's going to be a good football player. But he's not producing yardage and catches. He's not coming up with big catches. He has, yes, he leads the Eagles in touchdown catches. Is that ex- is that a high bar? It's not right now. I know he's tight end two, and tight end two t- numbers are not going to be huge. And maybe that's coaching. Maybe that's not him. But they have not figured out a way to work him into the offense yet where he's an impact player. Dallas Goddard has not been an impact player. Brandon Brooks had to leave the game suddenly in the first quarter with what appears to be a recurrence of his anxiety disorder. Carson Wentz couldn't have been planning for that. And he also doesn't have his best running back. He, he didn't have his right tackle. These are major headwinds, but he also has a bunch of mental headwinds to go along with all of those things. And those things have existed since last year. He doesn't have a game plan that works right now. He has an offensive coordinator that needs to be let go after this season. And he is still dealing with the mental hurdle of not playing in that Super Bowl. As sure as I'm sitting here, that continues to weigh on him. The ghost of Nick Foles, even with Nick Foles no longer on the team, the ghost of Nick Foles will always be there until he wins that ring, and he knows it. That is a weight on his shoulders right now that he cannot get past, and he has to get past it. That wasn't there in 2017 when he was playing carefree football, fun, carefree, playmaking football. The ghost of Nick Foles wasn't there. The intense pressure to get back to a Super Bowl and only a Super Bowl wasn't there. And he's got to get out of that. That's got to be exhausting. He's got to get out of that mindset where it's Super Bowl or bust. He has to go back to winning each play. Just win that play. Take it one play at a time. He's got to stop worrying about carrying the offense. He's got to stop worrying about uh, leading the team to a Super Bowl and just figure out each play. And right now, he's just getting, he's getting swamped. He's deluged in his own mind right now. He needs to have, and people made fun of me for saying this on Twitter too, but I think it's all part of it. He needs to have fun on the field again. He needs to get back to being the guy that tells his teammates he'll give Jake Elliott his game check if he hits a 62-yard field goal. He needs to have players in the locker room that believe in him, and and he's got to do that. He's got to take ownership, and he did a little bit of that after the game on Sunday. So, I mean, all of these factors, all of the stuff that is making it a jumbled mess, his wiring in his head is just all messed up right now, He's got to take the monkey off his shoulders and just go out there and play the game that's in front of him. Because, and folks, here's the bottom line. Carson Wentz isn't going anywhere. He is this team's franchise quarterback. They've committed the money. Asking, thinking he should be benched for Josh McCown is ludicrous. So we can, it's certainly justifiable to be worried about Carson Wentz right now. But the questions we need to be asking ourselves is, how do we fix it? How do we get better? How do things move forward? And it's it's it, you can I think the thing that you hope for is that this is a slump. We have seen quarterbacks go into slumps before. It's not it's not uncommon for teams for, for quarterbacks to get in their own heads and for it to turn around. Do I know that that's going to happen? I do not. 
Am I down on Carson Wentz more than I have been at any time in his career? Yes, I am. I'm worried about Carson Wentz. I certainly am, but I think he's a good quarterback. I still think he's the franchise quarterback. And and aside from all that, whether you think he's a franchise quarterback or he's not, he's not going anywhere. So the Eagles have to figure out how to fix it, how to get him moving forward, how to get past this. And until they do that, this team's not gonna this team's gonna be stuck in neutral. And that brings me to point number two. Doug Peterson is also slumping. After the game, uh, Seahawks' uh, uh, K.J. Wright said that he and the rest of the team knew exactly what the Eagles were doing, that they were calling out Philly's plays before they ran them on certain downs and distances, tight end screens in particular. Peterson seems to be telegraphing based on his previous tendencies right now, and maybe that's because he didn't expect to have he to be without Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar on Sunday. Uh, on Friday, he said that they were going to play, that he kind of challenged them to play through pain, which he said they should be able to do. And then when they were both out, it didn't appear that Peterson had a, an alternate game plan. I mean, what the hell's going on there? Where was Alshon Jeffrey in this game on Sunday? It certainly didn't seem like the coach was prepared to, to, to not have him. The game plan was vanilla, except for the plays like on that third and short in the third quarter where they where, where Carson ran, Wentz ran to hand the ball off to to Miles Sanders deep in the backfield and a play that just got blown up because the right side of the line is com- is is without Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks. I mean, that play probably would have sucked even if they'd been in there, but it at least has a chance to succeed if Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks are in there, but it had no chance of succeeding with Matt Pryor and Big V. What are you thinking? There's just no feel for the flow of the game right now. Doug Peterson came out of halftime and started running up-tempo. That was great. People had been calling for that. And then they made that inexplicable play call on third and short. Just, you know, QB sneak Carson Wentz a few times here and there on some of those third and shorts. With a limited personnel, you got to get you got to get more creative, but not in a way that, that hurts yourself. I mean, there just didn't seem to be any recognition of what was happening on the field yesterday. And this happens to play callers, too. Play callers get in a rut. And right now, Doug Peterson is not on the same page as Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has no chemistry with some of these wide receivers that he's never played with, and that's not terribly surprising. The decision to put Andre Dillard in at right tackle turned out to be a disaster. They had to bench Dillard at halftime because they could see that he was just getting blown away. It was a terrible idea. It didn't work. It's hard to ask a guy. I mean, Dillard explained it like learning how to write with your left hand in the span of about a week. It certainly looked that way. This offense has not had a flow or rhythm with Carson at quarterback since he got hurt in 2017, as I mentioned before, and a lot of that is on Doug Peterson. He's got to figure out a way to get in rhythm with Carson Wentz. And by the way, the Jordan Matthews experiment is not working. 137 snaps in two games, four catches for 33 yards. It's not working. Greg Ward looked like the best wide receiver on the roster. It makes you wonder why Greg Ward has not been on the field. I know Greg Ward's not a great football player, but he certainly should be out there over Matt Collins and you could argue J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Right now, Greg Ward and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside need to be your top two wide receivers until Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar get back. And even with even when Nelson Aguilar is healthy, he probably just needs to be sitting down. Which brings me to point number three. Despite all of these things, despite a 5-6 and six record, this season is not over. The Cowboys lost to the Patriots. And the Cowboys and Patriots are playing in some terrible weather. Weather does matter. The wind was fierce. I mean, as Russell Wilson had a terrible game on Sunday as well as Carson Wentz. So the weather definitely factored into probably some of those misses. And, and that was certainly the case in New England where Dallas and the Patriots had all kinds of trouble putting offense together. But right now the Eagles still control their own destiny. They, destiny. they play four teams with it that all have records of 2-9 uh, of and nine right now. 
Things looked bleak when the Eagles lost Wentz in 2017, but they rallied and won the Super Bowl. They looked super bleak last year when they fell to 6-7 and seven before winning their last three and getting into the playoffs. Quarterbacks have had slumps before. You would think that Alshon Jeffrey will play next week and that that will hopefully help. One would think more time with Greg Ward and Ortega Whiteside will hopefully help get them more on the same page. One would hope that this is just a slump by Carson Wentz and that he hasn't forgotten how to play football. That Jordan Howard will come back Hopefully, and at the very least that Jay Ajayi will, with more reps in practice, will get more of the playbook down and get more, more playing time. I mean, we, Doug, Peter, Doug Peterson has had stretches in the past where he struggled with play calling and usually recovers and finds his groove. Do I know for sure that the Eagles can go 4-0 against Washington, against the Giants twice, and against the Dolphins? I'm not convinced they can, but they should win all those games. Then it comes down to Week 16 against the Cowboys, and I don't see any way they beat the Cowboys in Week 16. But there was also no way they could beat the Rams on the road last year. The defense is playing really well. They've gotten some luck to help them out. There's no doubt about this. The the Seahawks should have been up 21-3 at halftime. They missed some plays, no doubt about it. But the fact remains, the defense is playing better right now. This team's mantra has to just be get to the playoffs. Somehow get to the playoffs and then hope Deshaun Jackson is back for the postseason. The timetable is that Deshaun Jackson would be ready for the postseason if they get there. And then the offense hopefully transforms itself. Is this all pie in the sky? Yes, no doubt about it. But there is still a path to 10-6. and six. It is still there. It sure, certainly strains credulity to think that this team can do anything like that right now. But we've doubted this team each of the past two years, and they have f- flipped the switch and ma- managed to make it happen. You have four super weak opponents these next four weeks. It's a great chance to get healthy. And if they do, it comes down to the Cowboys in Week 16 at home, Who knows what the Cowboys record looks like at that point. A month is a long time in the NFL. The season is not over, so don't count this team out just yet. I think this is a a slump by Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. They have to get healthy, though. The, The offensive line has to get healthy. They've got to get Alshon back. They've got to get Jordan Howard back. And just pray that you can somehow get into the playoffs, and then you get Deshaun Jackson back, and things may look a whole lot different. Now let's head to the podium and we'll hear from Doug Peterson and from Carson Wentz from their Sunday afternoon news conferences. And then we'll hear from Doug Peterson after he has had 24 hours to reflect on the Eagles monstrosity that took place on Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's very disappointing. I thought defensively, I told the defense they played outstanding again, you know, outside of a couple plays. Uh, offense, obviously, is just not good enough with the mistakes, you know, the, the turnovers, the, the execution. Um, just not good enough to win. Well, it's it's hard sometimes, you know, and you know, playing that position is is, is tough anyway. Um, obviously, a lot of pressure and a lot of, you know, we ask a lot of our quarterback and a lot of Carson and and you know, the one thing you can't do in that position is just put pressure on yourself, you know, to perform. You just got to let. You gotta let things unfold, you know, and, and sometimes you can do that. When I think sometimes, as you know, you feel like the offense is struggling, you feel like you have to make a play, and and you just gotta let the kind of the game unfold, let the offense unfold, just let everybody work for you, and and, and don't feel like you gotta make every play. Is there anything that you said to him during the game or at halftime to try to correct some things, specific things mentally? I mean, you know, just again, just those same things. Just let everything kind of unfold, and 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 listen. We've always said this: that it's not about one guy, but you know, obviously, you know, our quarterback is, is a big part of uh, our success and the things we do. And, 
And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, even as a play caller, you just got to get back to some of the basic plays, some of the things that you have a lot of time invested on and, and, and get back to that and, and uh, try to get something going. Did the defense play well? Did you bench Tiller? At halftime, we made a switch. I uh, went with Big V. Um, just felt like at the time, um, you know, just needed to switch it up, make make a, make something happen there, and, and it went with Big V in the second half. Um, he just, you know, got sick uh, and and just just had an illness, and uh, you know, we had to make it make a, a sudden change. Is anything related to his previous uh, battles with anxiety? I haven't talked to the doctors yet. Towards the end, Carson was obviously favoring his hand. He went back to the locker room, came back, he tried on a glove and some different things. Did he communicate to you at all how bad it was hurting? Or no, he had, you know, he tried to glove early in the game, pulled it off, and the rain, the rain stopped. Um, and everything, everything was okay with his hand. You mentioned the defense played well in that game. Um, as the play caller on offense, do you feel like the offense is kind of letting the other side of the ball down right now? Um, you know what? We don't we don't point fingers like that. You know, we're we're a team, and when we when we win, we win as a team. When we lose, we lose as a team. And today, we lost as a team. Did you realize that Carson had hurt his hand? It looked like he yeah. hurt his hand in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, was there any consideration of replacing him with Josh? It looked like he came back and maybe got X-rays or got examined. No, I mean everything. Everything that uh, the information I got in game was was positive with with Carson. So uh, we kept kept playing. So did he get an X-ray? He did, and it was negative. On the uh, third and three, handoff to Miles. What happened on, on that play? What was the? Yeah, it was unfortunate. Um, you know, Big V uh, obviously just overset the guy, and or really kind of set pass set the guy, and and, and the, the DN disrupted the timing of the play, which. You know, we got to do a better job there. We got to coach a little better on that play and um, just our our failed execution. Do you think this is kind of a missed opportunity when your defense plays so well against an MVP candidate with a you know with a pretty good offense at home? Your defense has produced the, the last couple of weeks, and the, and the offense has. And I mean, is it, is it frustrating seeing that side of the ball play so well and the other side of the ball not hold up its end of it? Yes. So Why did you want to run that play on that third down? Just the style of the defense, um, you know, the defense, the structure during the game. I mean, the way the way it was, it, it, we, had, we had had some success, not necessarily on that play, but the little shovel pass to Dallas in the game, very similar play. Um, and and uh, we just didn't execute. You know, we, we, we got to, again, that's on me. I got I to gotta coach that play better. Will Carson, undergo further, will Carson undergo further testing on his hand? I'm sure he will, yes. Greg Ward had a big role for someone that was just elevated from the practice squad a day earlier. Was that? Something you worked on all week to get him involved. Um, well, as you guys know, and and uh, you know, well, maybe you don't know. Um, he he's been working with our starters, you know, just because of the injuries we've had at, at the receiver position. So he he's been getting a lot of time in practice with our starters. So um, his role was about about what it should have been, you know. If had he, you know, if, if he was an act more of an active player for us, you know, on the on the on the active. So um, I thought he did some really nice things for us. Um, and something to evaluate tomorrow when we look at the tape. On the third one, on the third one late in the game, uh, you had a hand and uh, got for a loss. Why no quarterback sneak there? Um, well, the, where the, the spot, well, actually, the couple of things. One, the spot. I thought the spot was a little bit closer, and then and then on when we lined up, it was a little bit further away. Um, play we had we had just had just run that play about two or three plays before. Had some success. Miles had a nice run. Came right back to it. Uh, again, uh, you know, we'll coach it better next time. Some of the throws for Carson was a little off with some of the younger receivers. And see afterwards him talking with them on the sidelines. Was there ever 
situations where they weren't on the same page or, or anything like that? Um, not, not really. I, I know it can be a little bit different when, when not all your, you know, you're working with different guys, but uh, you know, it's, it's, listen, this is, this is the national football league and, and we spend a lot of time, you know, working with all our players and uh, these guys spend a lot of time even off the, you know, side during practice to get some of these throws. So, um, you know, whatever they were talking about, either, either a route or maybe the next time a route like that's called, you know, the type of adjustment that they could make in game. Yeah. You how, the, how has the week of practice been? Did you have any indication or fear that you would come out and the team would be as sloppy as it was? I didn't. Um, thought we had a good week of preparation. Guys were guys were focused. Um, you know, so that that was no indication, obviously, of, of the performance today. You're more as many starters as you are on offense right now. Does it limit you as a play caller? I think I'm. I think I'm more aware of, of maybe certain certain things. Um, you know that uh, we can or can't do. Um, but but for the most part, as we game plan, you know, and put things together, we're still we're still thinking of the same guys and, and putting things. You know, even in the run game. Um, but and then once you get into the game too, you gotta you gotta make your own adjustments uh, as you, as you see fit. How do you think Nelson and Alshon are trending in the right direction? And you said sometimes guys have to play a little beat up. It's the NFL. How come they didn't play? Um, they just they just weren't there yet. Uh, and again, we're not going to risk anything further with either one of those guys. You know, uh, we still have we still after the after this game, obviously five left, and uh, we can still make a push. And didn't want to set them back any further. Carson, how do you distinguish a bad game and, and reason for concern? Bad game versus our issues on offense tonight or today were, were not about Carson Wentz. I mean, I, obviously he's 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 a part of it. This is this is an offensive issue. So starts with me. Um, I gotta look. I gotta look at it. I gotta make my own uh, assessment of my performance, and, and and then we'll coach the players this week and we'll get better. Well, Carson, okay. how, how do you? What is it? Are we done. That's it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, just my hand. Um, everything was was negative, so um, should should be good. I don't think it did. Um, you know, it's something I was just you know making sure it was good, but uh, that's by no means an excuse for for how we performed whatsoever. That happened on the tackle. Yeah. Yep. How did you play today? Uh, not well enough at all. You know, we got to. Um, I have to, you know, be better. I have to lead this team better. I got to protect the football better. We can't put it on the ground the way we did. Um, and it starts with me. It starts with me, and, and I'm frustrated. Uh, I know everyone's frustrated with this with this loss offensively. I mean, uh, like I said, turning the ball over um, starts with me. I got to be better, and we will. Be. Carson, what was the? Uh, Seemed like you had some difficulty early. What was that? We just put the short passes get away from it. Yeah, I, I just got to own those. You know, I, I missed a few, and. Um, there's, there's no, no excuses. I just missed them. I gotta be better. No, it's gotta be better. Sometimes you see the amount of players that you're missing on offense that you might try to do too much or maybe put too much pressure on yourself at all to, to do more. Do you feel like that's the case at all? Or what? Uh, I didn't feel that necessarily today. Um, you know, I thought we. You know, I thought we did an okay job, and there was plays there to be made. And every time we got something going, uh, we turned it over. You know, and, and that's uh, you know a couple, a handful of those were were on me. You know, and it, it starts with me. I got to protect the football, and uh, you can't win many games with, with five turnovers. Uh, you know, like that. So, uh, you know, our defense played great again, um, gave us a fighting chance again, and offensively we, we let them down. 
know you go back and you'll look at the detail let's not talk about the truck. Let's talk about two passes that you missed. The crossing route to Zap that was behind him in the first quarter. On third down, and then when you go over to Miles Sanders, what happened on those two particular plays? Uh, I missed him. Missed the throw. I gotta be better. I mean, there's there's no excuses. It wasn't the wind. It wasn't. There was nothing. I just missed him. I gotta be better. Carson, can you tell if when you do miss a throw, is that an immediate thing? Can you tell maybe the footwork wasn't there? Maybe a mechanic, or is that something you have to look at? Um. You could say sometimes that that might be the case. You can tell, but today I, I don't. I don't know. I, I got like I said. I'm not going to stand up here and make excuses for missed throws. You know, that's not what I'm going to do. I got to make those throws, and I will next time. Have you looked at, at those mechanical things, footwork, uh, follow through, our position, all that yeah. stuff? How much have you scrutinized that? Yeah, we always you know kind of study that throughout the week. Obviously, you know, as the week as the season goes, you know, this um, can be harder to focus on those. But we always talk about them and work through them. So. Um, Again, that, there's no no excuse with that either. How much do you think it might be mentally? Um, I mean, I feel good mentally. You know, mentally, I think everything was good. Every, you know, we were right there, and I physically just missed it there. On the fumbled handoff to Miles, and they hit the third What happened on, on that play? Because that was a, a pretty good scoring opportunity. Yeah, um, that one was tough. Uh, there's no excuse on that either. I got I mean, it's something that we, we got to work and, and be better at. You know, I think, you know, it was um, kind of a new kind of play. And um, I, Miles and I just probably didn't um, communicate enough on it. And I, I got to be better for him and, and give him a chance on that one. This isn't a characteristic play from you. Uh, is, is anything kind of is something standing out like I know that I, I this is where I'm kind of straying or whatever the case? Um, not really. I mean, I, I think the, the turnovers. I think everything else, you know, we, we miss, you know, a few throws and, and things like that, but the turnovers really um, kill us, you know, and that's something that um, I got to take a hard look at and see what, where, I, where can I be better, um, where can I um, obviously keep, and, and the drive and a kick one way or another, you know, and, and not put our defense in bad situations. And um, I can be better, I will be better, and we'll get this thing going. How, how tough is it to play without, you know, Deshaun, your three top wide receivers, Jordan Howard, your top running back, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's part of football. You know, that's part of football every year, every game. You know, there's there's a handful of injuries, there's this and that, and you know, we've since the day I got here, I always said next man up mentality, and uh, I have a lot of confidence in the guys that do do get in there, and um, you know, I thought a lot of the, a lot of those guys, you know, played played a good game today. You know, and um, that's we just didn't make the plays. I didn't make the plays, and um, but by no means is that an excuse or, or anything. Carson, you've been on teams here. Though that had a lot of injuries, so he didn't play as sloppily as you guys played today. What was the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, what happened back then and what's happening now? Tough to say, you know, like you said, it was sloppy, you know, plain and simple. It was sloppy. Um, you know, I was a little careless with the football today, and um, that's frustrating. I'll be the first to say I'm not happy about it, you know, and I got, I got to fix it. I got to look in the mirror. Um, and you know, there's there's really no excuses or no other, you know, real big issue, um, so to speak. We just got to take care of football. You know, that's that's a game plan thing kind of every week, you know, depending on how they play us and, and what, you know, what, what they want to do and what they show on tape. So, um, you know, you could always second guess and, and say maybe we could have done this more or that more. Um, that's football. Um, but, you know, I thought the guys up front, you know, fought their butts off and did what they could. And um, I, I just I let them down. I realize you say there's next man out, but 
How do in-game changes versus like you game plan not having lane in mind, lose Brandon in the game, uh, they move Andre, I put Big V, so there are a lot of moving parts. Is that yeah. is that different than I mean, I think it is tough for those guys. I mean, you know, but at the same time, they're always ready. You know, that's, that's the mindset, you know, be ready. And obviously with, with Lane and Brandon, you know, two of the best at their position. Um, but, you know, I thought those guys, again, I'd have to look at the tape, but I thought they, they stepped in and did and did their thing and did well. Um, you know, so so that's not an excuse. We, we believe in uh, every guy that dresses out there, you know, whether they're um, going to play no snaps or play the whole game. So uh, we can be better and we will be. Carson, my career when you've had these tough games, New Orleans last year, maybe – I guess Cincinnati, your rookie season. How did you uh, respond over the the, uh, the hours and days like after that? Yeah, uh, first of all, you know, not make it a, a giant thing. You know, just for one, we got you got six six days and you're back on. You know, it's six days to get ready. So um, try not to really change your routine or do anything crazy. Just stay with what you know and um, just take a hard look in the mirror, you know, and say, where can I be better? And, um, you know, we realize that there's there's going to be a lot of outside noise and, and guys looking at us. And as a leader, I got to be better. I got to lead these guys better and, and keep this thing going. It might be the first time, first time we've heard you get booed. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been booed in high school or college or anything. Maybe it's a rite of passage in the city, but does that affect you? Does it make you more frustrated? Do you hear it? I mean, it, you know, you never want to hear it, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's this. That's the city. That's the fan base. And um, I'm frustrated, too, you know, when we're playing like that. So, you know, they have every right uh, when we're playing poorly to, to let us know. Alan was talking about the importance of playing complementary football, uh, depending on how, like, a game is taking shape, that kind of thing. What do you think the – the offense's role in that is, you know, over over the last five games here. Um, what do you, what exactly do you mean? I mean, you know, for for all the both sides to be synced up to be ensuring the best uh, chance of winning, uh, helping yeah. the other the other side out. And what's the what do you think the, the role is for this offense given the circumstances? Yeah, I mean, you know, for us offensively, every week, you know, we want to stay on the field. You know, we want to convert third downs. We want to you know have ball control and. Um, at the end of the day, we our ball control. I, I mean, I think our time of possession was still okay. We just put it on the ground or put it in the defense's hands. You know, I, I got to be better with that. But um, you know, I think that's kind of our mo is to, to sustain drive, stay on the field, and um, not put our defense in bad situations. And, and we did that a few times today, and, and they stepped up and played well. So uh, yeah, it's tough. You know, these last two weeks when the defense plays plays good football, um, and complimentary wise, we we didn't help them out. Doug said that your uh, hand, you get more tests on it. Uh, is there anything to be concerned about there? Uh, I don't think so, but obviously we'll wait and see. Going to the game, is it, is it tough to not to not press? You know, even though you know you you know made a few turnovers, is it a tendency for the offense to, to not try to try too hard to get themselves back in the game? I mean, you you could say that, but I think we we've done a good job this year of, of not letting that be the case. You know, I, I I mean, I don't think us pressing is the reason we turned the ball over. You know, I, it was just you know it was sloppy. You know, fundamentally, I got to be better. I mean, it was just sloppy. You know, and um, but pressing wise like that, I don't think that I thought we did a good job of handling that and just taking what was there and, and trying to just stay on the field. And uh, we just didn't get, do a good job of it. Why or how is this going to be better? What I, I, I guess what should people look at? think this is, is going to improve? Yeah, I mean, I, and I get the question. I do, um, you know, especially after the last two weeks' performances offensively. But, um, you know, the same thing stays the same for me is I, I have a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence in, in myself to fix things I can correct. And a lot of, each guy's going to do, do their part and, and get it fixed. And, um, you know, we're going to turn the page real quick. 
you know, we're going to learn from this, uh, turn the page. But, you know, we got six days to go out and practice, work our tails off, um, you know, and, and go get a W on the road. Right, Thank so you, much. guys. Carson after the tests. Uh, yeah, um, he's got a little bruise in his hand, um, kind of in the middle finger there. Um, day to day should be fine for the game. Will he miss any practice time this week? No. I don't think that affects his throwing. I mean, it's his throwing hand, right? So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's on his right hand. I mean, it, it, it's going to affect it a little bit. I mean, it's just it's sore, you know, uh, being able to grip the football. But uh, you know, he he battled through it and and uh, finished the game. Talked to uh, Jeff Stoutland after the break. He was saying that uh, it wasn't just Brandon Brooks sometimes that goes through that anxiety. Other linemen do. What's been your experience as a player and maybe as a coach in seeing maybe teammates uh, go through that? Have you seen that? Um, honestly, this is this is probably the first time that I've had, you know had had experience or any experience with with this with this type of thing. I know you know I've seen guys. Um, back in my days in Green Bay, that you know, work themselves up for games and and then go hit a trash can and they're out they're out playing. But obviously, you know, in, in Brandon's case, listen, this is this is uh, this is real life for him, you know, and, and this is uh, this is serious and uh, he's um, he's something that he battles with, you know, battles this this uh, every single day and, and does a great job, you know, managing that. And um, but for me personally, this is the this is the first time to to experience that. Doug, uh, K.J. Wright said after the game that uh, he was in the Seattle defense was able to identify some plays uh, pre-snap. Uh, what do you make of that, and is there anything to maybe a little predictability setting in with the offense? Um, I mean, if he's referring to the one screen pass that, uh, you know, we were going to throw to Dallas there, I mean, that was that was the one. We had we had a couple other opportunities. We just, just didn't connect on the throw. I, I mean, there's, you know, this time of the year, there's a lot of film on us, a lot of film on them. Uh, you could probably say the same, you know, defensively too. You know, with everything that uh, that we watch. Um, but uh, you know, he's he's a smart player. He studies, and that's the thing that we do. We we do, um, you know, as a staff, we try to uh, self scout ourselves every week, um, making sure that we're we're not getting predictable. You know, with formations or personnel groups, things of that nature, and and. Uh, you know, we, we, we police ourselves the best we can. As you rewatched the game, Doug, did you see any uh, sort of trends in, in the missed throws from Carson, any any mechanical things or anything like that? No, I, you know, I, I do know that, you know, it, because he, he, he got hit early uh, in the game, um, that there were a couple times, you know, he just just a little erratic, just be able to set your feet, and, and that comes with, with uh, you know, the extra extra contact. We, we – Pride ourselves with uh, the offensive line, the backs, the tight ends. And, hey, we try to keep our quarterback as clean as possible, especially early in a football game. It gives him into a into a flow. But as the game progressed, I mean, it just um, and, and again watching the film this morning, if you remove the, I think if you remove the turnovers, um, you know, it, it's really not as bad as as you as you as you as it appears you know the turnovers make it make it worse than it than it was um because we didn't capitalize we didn't stay on the field you know we had some drives and then turnovers stopped us so uh those are the things we got to clean up there were seemingly some very simple throws that he missed so um you know there's the little dump passes to mild moments overthrown by five yards so could you explain how carson could hit you know, throw a pass through the you know, eye of a needle downfield, but then yet on those short throws, he's missing wildly. 
is it, is it a case of the yips? No, no, it's not not the yips. I mean, there are times when when you know it's just a matter of just setting you know setting your feet as a quarterback and, and just delivering a delivering a short throw or you know getting your eyes on target a lot sooner than 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 uh, than you do. Um, you know, he, he's such a great thrower of the ball down the field, and and uh, these are the things that we continue to work work on with him. And, and you know, we got to make sure Miles is in the right spot too. I mean, you know, it, it, it goes both ways. So uh, it's not always about the quarterback. Um, we can we can coach coach that up, obviously, and we will. But we also got to get the other guys uh, in the right spots as well. As a follow to that, you said after the game, your statement was our issues were not the quarterback. Um, and I, I know you like to protect your players, and, and you, know, you know it's it's not in your nature to call a guy out. But do you feel like when you watch the game, Carson wasn't a problem or, or wasn't the problem? It's not about one guy, honestly. Um, obviously, the quarterback and, and the head coach get get all the either the credit or the blame, right? Um, and and as a play caller, I mean, rightfully so. And and I'll and I'll obviously take the heat for that. Um, and the quarterback touches the ball every single snap, right? So, you know, and, and, and so that's what we see, right? That's, that's what you see. That's what the fans see. So we got to do as coaches, we got to make sure that we're continuing to coach and coach Car- Carson correctly. Um, we got to make sure that he's doing the right things, you know, the progression, where the ball's going. Um, and then it's up to him, too, to, to, to see the defense, see the field, and and uh, get the ball out of his hand as a player uh, and do all those things right. So, um we just again just got to continue to work, and uh, everything's right in front of us. He is. He is. I, listen. Um, I would love for you to stand back there and play quarterback in the National Football League and, and take some of the shots that, that the quarterback these quarterbacks take. Um, look at the game last night. You know, Aaron Rodgers is affected in the game because he's getting hit and and knocked around off his spot. So it, it affects guys, and and yet he's he's. He's tough. He stands in there. He makes some great throws down the field. Um, doesn't shy away from that contact, and and yet, um, you know, obviously that's that's the that's the position that, that gets the most criticism. Nelson was trending the right way on Friday, and then they didn't play. What changed between Friday and Sunday? They're still trending in the right direction. They just weren't ready to go. They couldn't have played in that game. No. What's your plan for a right tackle from from now on, backing up lane? Well, we'll still cross train, you know, Andre. Uh, we got, you know, Big V. Uh, obviously, Pryor filled in nice at, at right guard, but can also can also play some tackle. But you know, we've got we've got some options there that uh, um, that we continue to work with and, and get our guys ready to go. Is there a chance you bring um, that you can you can make some roster moves there? I mean, there's always that possibility, I guess. Um, but yeah, a lot of still sitting there that, that we could we could activate, obviously off the uh, injured reserve. But those are all decisions that we'll have to make here in the near future. Uh, Andre described uh, moving from left to right in pretty um, negative terms. Did you get a sense? What did he say? He said that it was it was like writing with your opposite, learning how to write with your opposite hand, um, which most people probably can't do. So, did you get a sense that mentally he wasn't ready for that job? No, not at all. Um, as the week progressed, I mean, he got so much better as the week progressed. And by the time he got to Friday, I mean, the Friday practice was 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 great. He felt comfortable. The Saturday walkthrough, he was he was ready to go. Um, that's why you just you know again, 
you just can't take your left guy and go stick him on the right without without taking practice reps, without preparing those guys, um, you know, uh, to, to do that. And, and he, uh, gosh, he prepared well all week um, and was ready to go. Yeah, he, you know, he's he's still in the he's still in the protocol, um, but but uh, I'm optimistic that he could see the practice field on Wednesday this week. So, you know, it's kind of changed. How did left tackle? Uh, volunteered, I guess, to move over to uh, right tackle. I should say. Um, did he expressed that to you, and how do you feel about that being possible? Yeah, no. I, again, that's the. Angelo had asked me that this morning, you know, on the radio, and that's the first time I'd really heard about it. Um, but that's who Jason Peters is. I mean, he, he's he's willing to give himself to the team, and if that's what it takes, I mean, we'll have discussions. But you know, hopefully, we get Lane back, and and we won't have to do that, and then we'll continue to work our our backup guys in those situations. Doug, how did JJ play, and what can he do to kind of increase his role when the other guys get back? Uh, JJ, yeah, I thought he did did some good things. Um, <clears throat> You know, he's still learning, obviously. Um, you know, he, he's got to do a little better at the line of scrimmage with guys, you know, on his nose, you know, being able to release and things like that. But he, you saw the the tough catch late in the game, you know, obviously on the sideline. It's great to see. And uh, some of the other things that he, that he did, um, you know, one one good third down completion there. And then another, the fourth down play was just he and Carson really not being on the same page uh, there. But but those are things that they've continued to work on. But he he's done some some really nice things these last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it's encouraging and we'll keep keep him coming. So it's been a few weeks now that we've been hearing this message from you that the offense will improve, the offense will improve. We've been hearing, hearing it from the players as well. But why do you remain so confident? Why are you still so confident that maybe because despite... Because the offense will improve. Yes, but... I mean, we're not out there seeing all the practice that you're seeing. Correct. So what's happening behind the scenes that makes you believe that there will be a change? I see the guys every single day um, paying attention to detail, which means they're, 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 they're spending time in the meeting room. They're, they're spending time after practice watching extra tape on their own <laughs> or with, bless you, or with their position group. Um, they're with our quarterback. They're, they're on the side in practice working on route combinations and, 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 to me, that's a sign of getting better and, and, and improving. And I know sometimes it doesn't necessarily always translate over into the game like we all want it to, like I would like it to do. Um, because the defense is obviously, you know, they're good defenses that we're playing. So I see it every day. Um, you know, we, we do have some new, new faces, you know, on offense that are playing, some young players um, that are getting valuable experience. And so for me, that's the encouraging part. Plus now with hopefully getting some of our veteran players back on offense, I feel like we can peak here at the right time. Listen, we're, we're still in this thing. It's not like this, this season's over. Gosh, we got five games, we got a great opportunity this week in Miami. Um, so that, that also gives you, gives you hope as you move forward. Doug, what are your thoughts on the, the marriage of, of scheme and quarterback? What, what strengths have you identified with, with Carson and how have, has the offense kind of been tailored to fit that? His strengths um, <clears throat> and what we do as an offense, sometimes uh, you love you love concepts where you have you have half, you know, I don't want to say full field concepts, but half field concepts where guys are, you know, vertical concepts, for instance, down the field uh, with with. Um, Maybe a third element coming coming into his vision. Uh, those are all things that he's successful with. Um, 
obviously the quick passing game, being able to throw slants, being able to throw the ball to the flat, uh, the RPO game. He's very successful at that. Uh, and so those are the things that as as we construct these game plans, you know, we think about them. We got to think about our personnel and what we have, obviously, that week going into the game and, and try to have as many of those concepts, you know, in that plan against that opponent. You seem to have Miles on a, on a like 10 to 12 carry seems to be the, the number you're most comfortable with. Um, is he a guy you would feel comfortable given 15, 18, 20 carries, especially with Jordan out? Um, physically, do you think he can handle that? And I think he could. I, I, I think he could. And I think, I think too, in the passing game, you know, with some of the things that we're trying to do and, and, and kind of get uh, – we didn't do everything we worked on in practice with him last week in the game but but there's some things with you know empty him out in the backfield you know emptying the backfield and you know route combinations that are also part of his um sort of his plan that uh, didn't manifest in the game um so yeah that i think if you factor all that in i think he would be right around that number a sentiment that malcolm shared a, a sentiment that malcolm shared was that this team needs to get comfortable winning 12 nine games nine six games he said and, and finishing drives with kicks is that how you think this team needs to play, that they're going to be these low-scoring defensive games? I mean, win? I think right now where we are, you know, I mean, we held the Patriots to 17 and, and an explosive Seattle offense to 17. So if you're winning those games 20 to 17 right now, that that's what – that's yeah, I would say that's that's good. Do you, do you, at some point, though, you're going to have to explode and you're going to have to be 30 – plus points a game, you know, as, as you go down, down the stretch, especially if you get into the postseason against some of these, some of these other teams. But I think right now where we are, that's a, that's a realistic approach. Um, that doesn't mean you, you go into, you know, uh, conservative mode and, and, you know, it's three yards in a cloud of dust. But I do think that you, you know, our offense, we, we talk all the time. We want to finish every drive with a possible kick, whether that's a punt or a field goal or an extra point. So, you know, those are the things that we talk about. And but right now, you know, um, and the way our defense has been playing, I think you got to play to that strength. What, what's your assessment been of uh, Dallas Goddard in year two? Oh man, he's um, definitely been one of the bright spots. You know, one of the one of the the positives on offense. Um, he's gotten so much better um, blocking at the point of attack. He's strong. His route running has gotten better. Um, he's been strong to the football. You know, when the, when the ball comes his way, utilize him in the screen game a little bit, has been successful this year. I, I just think this he's just going to continue to grow, continue to get better. Um, the more we use him, the more we, you know, uh, use him in space, obviously. Um, but uh, he, he's been been a uh, been a plus for us. Fumbles and the drop passes. Oh, you were referring to that. Well, I'm saying, yeah, he has had some untimely. Oh, I was talking about the positive stuff. Uh, that's why. I, that's why I left it open ended. But there have been some untimely fumbles. Uh, there has been, and then those are things we got to correct. He knows that. Um, again, it's 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 you know it goes back to it's not about one guy, but um, you know we'll address that with him. We did it during the game yesterday. We'll continue to talk to our team about it. Um, he knows that. Got to hang on the ball. Thanks, All right, guys. Oh. Do you have an update on Jordan Howard? Oh yeah, Jordan. Um, you know, obviously with this with the stinger, um, there he still hasn't regained full strength in his shoulder, so he's still day to day. He'll still do individual this week, and uh, we'll see where he's at at the end of the week. Thanks, guys.
P-G-N.